0: This is the Power oh, Power high, Podcast. High. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit <laughs> Bible hit, topics, smack book smash, studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word yeah. to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Alright, we're going to get started in um, Timothy chapter 4, and let's read it. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Rebuke, repro- well, no. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come... When they will not endure sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires, and will turn away their ears from the truth, and will turn aside to myths. But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. For I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I fought the good fight. I finished the course. I've kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will reward, award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearance. Make every effort to come to me soon. For Demas, having left his present, this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Cretans has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Pick up Mark and bring him with you, for he is useful to me for service. Oh, is John Mark. It wasn't Timothy. John Mark, the whole thing with Barnabas. I really need to... Or my Bible but Tych- Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus when you come, bring the cloak which I left at Troas with carpus with Carpus and the books especially the parchments. Alexander the smith did me much harm. the Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Be on guard against him yourself, for he is vigorous, vigorously opposed to our teaching. At my first defense, no one supported me but all deserted me. May it not be counted against them. But the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that through me the proclamation might be fully accomplished and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was rescued out of the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. And that's the force. <sighs> Erastus remained at Corinth, but Trophimus I left sick at Miletus. Make every effort to come before winter. Ubalus greets you, also Prudence and Linus and Claudia and all the brethren. The Lord be with your be with your spirit, grace be to you, be with you. So, this that I'm reading out of, this translation that I'm reading out of, is um, New American Standard. This is a long time coming. I should have told you guys a long time ago what I was reading out of. Um, We're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about some, nail some things down um, specifically and. Timothy's um, Motives we're going to motive check today uh, and And really find out where it's at when it comes to ministry that we involve ourselves in Um, I know I brought this up before but uh, we have an epidemic of missionaries that leave the field missionaries that quite after a while things get hard or whatever but um and this is not to judge but it could be that we had what, what should happen in mind and it didn't happen that way um and we just need a little kick and wonder in a certain direction so let's pray and then we'll get started lord i pray that you'll help us to understand uh what motivated timothy and paul to do the work that they did and it wasn't outcomes that they were aimed at. Um, thank you so much for guiding us through First and Second Timothy, and what a blessing it is to, as one per as a Paul who is just admonishing um, his his Timothy that we we use as a colloquial term now um, to finish the race to do the thing to focus on his gifting to work that out to stick to the gospel um, and nothing else to not get sidelined uh, to stay faithful to you uh thank you so much for this book and i ask that you would help us today in jesus name amen so we're gonna uh, doubt to verse nine and we've discussed this thing before like what is it when you're timothy's i mean paul's like hey people are gonna fall away he said this before in the last chapter chapter three people are gonna be like this and there's a whole long list in the church Having a form of godliness, but really being, we can read that again. Um, lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents. I mean, I'm saying holding a form of god- godliness means to me that these people are religious people. But here's what they are. Ir- irreconcilable, unloving, malicious gossips. Just a few of our choice terms here. And yet... If you are going to get into ministry, if you're going to do the thing, the 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 walk, and your motive is to change people, bear spiritual fruit like salvation, uh, uh, get people getting saved. Um, if that's what's motivating you, uh. Building a, a large church, um, even like if your goal is saving America, quote unquote, you, uh, me, we're going to run into some problems. And this translates on the mission field as well what drives us to do that which we are called to do is Christ himself I solemnly charge you in the presence of God what does that mean in the presence of God Paul is standing that the only thing that he needs I think he's about to be killed the only thing that he needs, the 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 conclusion that he has come to is that standing in the presence of God is enough. It is all that is necessary. Not my to-do list, not the tasks I have before me, not, not that, the you know, the... Um, for Sarah, all the songs and all the the, the podcasts or whatever. What, whatever it is, that's, that's really. That's a thing that I do that is not the thing. And that the only thing that really matters is to be in the presence of God. And if we're skipping that, which is really easy to do in our Western Christian culture we can skip that because we can we can look like we're spiritual I just want to quickly compare you know let's say to a place where Christianity is not legal to practice so you cannot put it on display you can't skip the presence of God part which might be beneficial I mean, if, and as we see society crumble, as we see cultures um, decay, as it were. And we seek the Lord's face and we ask for God to turn people around to himself. Are we asking him to fix our problem? Or are we asking him to send people into his presence? There wouldn't be much, there wouldn't be a need for an underground church if people weren't first finding their their presence in God. Here, Boysenburg Church, the church, the building has become the presence of God. Over in China, they, they come to Christ and they find a place for fellowship. And it's not. And if it was on the surface, they'd all be in trouble. But Western culture, we can skip that. We can go backwards. We can act like there are still temples on this earth. And that church is that place where we go experience God. Paul is in jail standing in the presence of God. I charge you in the present, in the present, you're in jail, Paul. No, it's not. Oh yeah, physically, they've got him behind bars. But his, his focus, his perspective is that he's standing in the presence of God. And are there any chains, bars, walls around God? No. To act like, not act like, but to be aware that no matter what circumstances we're going through, I was reminded by a dear sister yesterday, that we are free. We are functionally free. Yes, the world might see something different. Onlookers might say that that person's struggling. That person is is in a prison-like position. But in the presence of God, there's freedom. There's liberty. There's a hopeful future. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom. So Paul's looking ahead. Paul has his mind on Christ coming again. This is the one that we all need to be reconciled to. This is the one that we need to return to. Whether or not America goes back to their promises or whatever, its promises. That's not what this is about. Returning to the presence of God. Falling on our face before the living God. Realizing that no matter what our circumstances are, how people view us, in his presence, there's freedom. And ultimately, it should spill out into our culture, into how we live our lives, into the freedom that we're willing to give other people. The most locked down, fearful, insecure people, Want others around them locked down, fearful, and insecure. Refuse it. Refuse it in the name of Jesus Christ. Push it back. That is not how Paul lived in jail. That is not how we should be living. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Here, I want you to do this thing. I want you to stick to stick to the word. I want you to preach the word. No, this is I skip first two. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. When it's popular, when it's not popular. When it's convenient. When it's not convenient and in season, that's a reference to, you know, there's seasons where you can grow things and and you reap and you reap, you know, like we've been looking forward to getting corn on the cob because usually we get this like package stuff, but we got real corn on the cob today and we're looking forward to it. This season out of season thing. Is in reference to there's a time to sow, there's a time to reap, there's a time to boil the peaches and put them in a can, there's a time to store. Well, Paul's saying, There's a time to preach the word, there's a time to preach the word, there's a time to preach the word, there's a time to preach the word. It doesn't, there's no seasons for this. When the culture swings that way, there's a time to preach the word. When the culture swings this way, there's a time to preach the word. When the culture goes up, there's a time to preach the word. When the culture, definitely backslides, there's a time to preach the word. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who you felt, I mean, that you perceived could not connect the dots when it came to scripture? And there were definitely parts of scripture that they left on the shelf. There were, there were some things that they just couldn't get their minds around. And oftentimes what it looks like is a misinterpretation. Like someone was telling my son that Israel was representative of us. And when something like that happens, my world, everything goes slow motion. So this person's talking and and honestly, they were speaking life over my son, so I was quiet. And I was like, "Uh, uh." everything goes slow motion and my mouth goes, I can't talk, but I'm thinking no. God's word is not about us. God's word is not about us. If it is about us, we're in trouble. We're a dead end. If God's, let me put it this way you raise, you have kids. And you revolve your whole life around those kids. What happens? They're moving out. Now what? But there is a God who is eternal. And his word. Became flesh. And dwelt among us. And there is a God who upholds his word. And the word is coming back around. And it is going to. Confirm all that he did, said, and planned on this earth. And friend, we just ain't that. We are not holy, holy, holy. We are not merciful. long-suffering. We don't have an eternal kindness, a goodness that defines goodness. We did not have a plan for salvation. It is God that this word is about. now did he write it for us are we able to glean grow find our security and who he is and his promises absolutely but this word it ain't about us it's for us but it ain't about us But we live in a time where we try to make this word about us, and it doesn't work. And there are some things in the Old Testament where we're like, "Whoa, Achan, the guy who you know just touched the side of the 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 ark. Oh yeah, that's not us. That's not us." We don't go any deeper. We stop there. That's not us. And since we're busy defining God by us, we stop and we can't connect. And we can't connect the New Testament and we can't connect the Old Testament because we stop at us. And what we can take in. What we can understand. And so we think, we say things like, that's representative. That's, that's not real. That's, that's, um, um, myth, parable. That's just a picture. Unfortunately, everybody comes to the table with their own picture. And if that's how the word works, we're in trouble. There is no hope in something that's not secure. How do you put hope in something with moving parts? I was hoping we could stay there for the night out of the rain and out of the snow. So we're hiking through this forest, but the whole thing just moved. Now we're still hiking around in the, in the rain and the snow and I'm getting really cold and I have no food. And I was hoping that was going to be where we could rest and it up sprouted legs and walked off. It wasn't ever clearly defined. We approach the word like it, it's movable parts. It's not movable. Every last word will be fulfilled. And unless it says it's a parable, it's not a parable, my friend. What do I do, Sarah, with that stuff I don't like? Tell God you don't like it. It's really not hard. I don't like it. Help me understand. Help me understand. I don't like what it says. I'm a girl. I have a girlfriend. This, I don't like what it says. Go to God. He's big enough. I mean, if he's big enough to handle your sister, Sarah over here, he's big enough to handle you and your heart. I have that. How many things I've had to give up staring at my broken heart, like, okay, Lord, however you work this out is however you are gonna work it out and you know i'm sitting here with a broken heart and i believe because i must believe you are immovable you are unchanging and you care about what it is i'm going through but please don't make this word about me because um i need to know you You are what's revealed in these pages. You are the lamp that guides my feet. You are the hope. You, when I don't understand you, you when I when it's dark out here, you when it's snowing in my face, you, are enough. I want to be in your presence. Peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.